0: Say your peace was created with women in mind. Women are often unheard or spoken over, but not here. Here, women speak authentically and spiritually about their life experiences, no matter the subject. The pun is intentional. By saying their peace, they find their peace. Thanks so much for being here. My name is Ali Krasner. Let's dive in. So welcome to this episode of Say Your Peace. I'm Allie, and I'm here today with Mary Beth Henry, and she is a personal development and life coach. Thanks so much for joining us today, Mary Beth.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And could you tell our listeners where you're calling in from? I am in Madison, Connecticut, in the U.S. (laughs) I know you're not in the U.S. right now, so... Awesome. Put that in there.
0: (laughs) Madison, Connecticut. Yes. So we have a little time difference here, but we've managed to figure it out. Uh, So Mary Beth, could you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do?
1: Sure. So I'm a personal development and life coach. That's kind of just a fancy way of saying that I help moms who are struggling with all the chaos and busyness of life to try to, you know, achieve their goals and realize their dreams and doing it all with little kids in tow. I think often that is a really big struggle for women of a certain age. And we're in that those childbearing years to try to um, set big goals and figure out ways to do it while also maybe having a full time career and being a mom and all those other super, super important things We tend to put our own dreams on the back burner. So I have systems in place that help people with that. I also do a lot of mindset work and confidence work with moms. So a whole bunch of different things.
0: And is this work based on your own personal experience? Is
1: this something you've always done? Or how did you come to this sort of career? I've had a long journey, (laughs) as many of us have, I guess. Um, I actually started out as a registered nurse. And right when I was on maternity leave, so I have four children and with my, my first two are twins. Wow. So I was faced with a big decision. Do I go back to work and put these little babies in daycare or do I stay home and kind of figure out something else to do? Because at the end of the day, after paying for daycare, there's not all that much money left anyway. So trying to figure out, you know, what is the best solution So that was the very first step where I actually was removed from work. I stayed home for 18 months with the twins and my mind started wandering and I started, you know, dabbling in different things, creative things and trying to figure out new ways to make money. And that's when I got bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, I like to say. And then through the years, it took me, um, through a whole different path. I, um, I went back to work for a short period of time until I got pregnant with my third child, which is my second pregnancy. And when I um, stayed home with him afterward, I started a business with a multi-level marketing company. And that introduced me to this whole world of personal development. I realized that, yes, anyone can sell something, but there was a big difference between you know some people who were having massive success and then other people and why were those people having success and other people were not and i dove deep into that and i realized most of it was just what was going on in your own head all the limiting beliefs and all the fears that we have of what other people think and what we have told ourselves that we are capable of doing all the silly stories we tell ourselves so i worked really hard on that i found success in that business but I realized that it wasn't my lifelong dream to sell skincare, although it was sustainable. It was not my lifelong dream. And I found a new way to serve people was through this coaching. So I went to school to be a strategic intervention coach. That's my, my actual title, strategic intervention coach, basically means I help people find strategies to deal with their problems. And um, yeah, that's what brought me here today. Great. And what kind of things, just but for
0: curiosity's sake, what kind of things did you study in your strategic problem-solving <laughs> Strategic intervention <laughs>
1: coaching. Yes. I do a lot of work with the six basic human needs and basically what those are according to strategic intervention. It's different than what you've heard about in the past if you've ever studied like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There's, there's needs that we meet with things that we do. So every, every single thing that we do, every word we say, every action we take, there's a motivating factor behind it. And it's to meet one of these six needs. So those needs are cert- certainty, uncertainty, just as much as you need certainty, you need a little variety in your life. Um, uh, love and, um, connection is one, uh, significance and then growth and contribution. And you need those first four needs. Those are things that we have to meet to survive. For example, if you didn't have any certainty, you know, you'd probably be freaking out. Yeah. We have certain level of certainty all the time. We know that our feet aren't going to fall through the floor when we step out of bed in the morning. Right. You know, we you know the sky is not going to fall on us. You know that otherwise there, we'd be in panic mode all the time. So you have to have a certain level of certainty just to exist. Um, the last two growth and contribution are what we need for fulfillment. So, um, I do a lot, a lot of my personal coaching is to help people figure out how to use growth and contribution to have that fulfillment. Because a lot of times we are, we are existing in this level of good. We feel like life is good. Yeah, sure. It's good. But I want to help people live a magnificent life. I want to help women see um, that they don't have to settle. And that's that's where my passion lies.
0: Yeah, I can imagine a lot of people would sort of be stuck in fulfilling their basic needs, which is certainly understandable, yeah. because as you say, we need to know that the floor is not going to fall out from beneath right. our feet. Um, right. But really moving on to those being fulfilled types of needs, do you feel like you encounter women with A lot of resistance or shame around that? Or do you find they're excited about working on it?
1: I I actually find that there's a lot of resistance. And it's because of the stories they've told themselves. You know, for example, you go to college for a certain trade or, um, you know, career in mind, you know, maybe you're going to be a teacher or you went to and you were a marketing major. Myself, personally, I was a nursing student And that was a lot of work and it's very specific that you, you know, there's all different types of nurses you can be, and you can go on and get your, your, um, masters and become a nurse practitioner and all different types of things, but you're still working as a nurse. (laughs) You're still, you know, it's still that one linear path. Um, And when you put all this time and effort and money into one thing, it's hard to allow yourself to dream and think outside the box. And especially when you have to pay bills and, you know, there's a lot of expectation on you to do those things. So it, it's completely understandable to me that why people feel that way. I totally get it because that was me. But it wasn't until I allowed myself that time to really explore and dream and think and um, do that personal development work where I realized there was so much more out there. And yes, I can always be a nurse. I've forgiven myself for uh, what, I, what I originally thought was a huge waste of money and time when I first decided to stay home with kids and, and take that entrepreneurial path but now have realized that it was so necessary um, as a building block to who I am today. And also, I mean, I have four kids. All that nursing knowledge is being put to use every single day. (laughs) That is not wasted knowledge at all. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's funny you mention that because I think so many women maybe feel in this position where maybe they spent a lot of money or invested a lot of time in an education that no longer corresponds to maybe who they are or what they're looking for in life. And that also goes back to um, the certainty, uncertainty thing, right? We don't want to get yes, bored absolutely. with life. We don't want to feel stuck, but at the same time, we're sort of afraid of the unknown. Or at least I find that's true for myself and maybe for other oh, women. absolutely,
1: <laughs> absolutely. And that's what I run into so often. And and we have these other things, like there's a, there's a whole confidence piece there that in order to pursue your dreams, you have to be able to step up and share it you know and and that takes courage and a lot of people just aren't willing to take that step so that's kind of what what my work is to help people pull that out of people and see that it is important that we all have our own gifts and talents and blessings that that we should be sharing it's it's easier said than done (laughs) and it takes a lot of work to get there but it's good work And it, and it serves you. And I think it serves your children too, for the moms out there, they're so worried about letting people down, you know, financially Mm. or in in that kind of way, where I feel like I would love to see a mom who's thriving and fulfilled. I think that is a great role model and and such an important thing for a child to see, you know, rather than having all the extra things. I'd like to see a happy mom, <laughs> you know? So it's, uh, it's a funny, it's it's a crazy little paradox and, and trade, but it's it's important.
0: Yeah, right. Maybe women want to be financially stable, of course, but, you know, would you rather have your kids see somebody who, who's financially stable and unhappy or somebody who's maybe right. stepping into the unknown but fulfilled? Um, right. Yeah, so it's about what kind of example do you want to set for your kids as well? What do you want them to to learn from you yeah absolutely um so when you say that you sort of set off on a personal development journey would you mind sharing with us maybe some of the things that you did did you do meditation did you read certain books how did your journey sort of kick well, off
1: so it really started off with just reading some personal development books uh, things were recommended to me through my the company that i was working with and also some of the mentors i had and you know I think the fastest way to success is to find someone who's had success in what you want to be successful in and kind of model what they've done. And that's what I tried to do. And I learned that there's a whole belief system that comes into play when you want anything in life. And it's first of all, just believing that it's possible, believing that you're capable and there's a lot of work that needs to be done in there. There's a lot of stories we've told ourselves, a lot of limiting beliefs that um, other people can do things. You know, oh yeah, she can do that, but like I I, could, I can't do that. And my whole thing, it's actually the name of my podcast. I have a podcast that's called, If She Can, You Can, where I want to show people that, yeah, if she can do that, you can too. It's just believing that you can. and And we often see all these huge roadblocks instead of the little steps that need to be taken. But anyway, I'd started off with books. Then I started to, you know, the authors of the books had podcasts. So I started following along with these podcasts um, and really dove deep into different workshops. I, um, I attended, um, you know, and then it was kind of like business and personal development went hand in hand. You know, it was, I found it was really funny. It was like, you go to these business workshops and they're really teaching personal development yeah. because the business steps are there. It's like, here's step one, two, and three. And every teacher is pretty much teaching the same steps, but it's the mindset and the belief and the, um, you know, willingness to put yourself out there that, that, you know, sets you apart from somebody else. So that's where I was. I was so intrigued. I'm like, it's so crazy to me that it's really this simple, but still this hard you know, it's really the same, let's say three steps, but it takes like a whole lot of personal growth to get there. So, um, that's really what was my path. And then ultimately with the decision that I wanted to help other people with this, cause I had seen so much, um, so much success personally with myself and I saw it reflect in my business, but just in my overall life, I, I always say like, um, this is not my quote, and I don't know where it came from, but it's a, a rising tide lifts all ships Yeah, where I think that you work on personal development in one aspect and it can't help but spill over into other areas of your life. So I was seeing financial success with my business and having so much pride and excitement about that transformation, but also my marriage was improving, my relationship with my kids, the way we communicated, even my, my faith as like a, you know, with my religion, like that, that improved and that strengthened. So I, I just saw so many things improve that I was like, I can't not share this. It's so simple. I have to teach this. So that's when I went to the life coaching school. Um, and I actually went to the school, it's called, uh, Robert Robbins, Mandanas um, school, and it's Tony Robbins, okay. uh, yeah. life coach. School. if you know, Tony Robbins, yeah. he's pretty much the, uh, the person who started personal development <laughs> yeah he's really like the king of personal development. yeah he is so yeah. it was it was very very cool to to see his you know really his training
0: and i really like that you talk about personal development making other areas of your lives better as well because i think there's this sort of misconception out there that personal development is selfish in a way because you're Absolutely, spending time yeah. focusing on yourself um but i love that you say that it actually helps your relationships it helps lift others up um so maybe i don't know could you speak to that do you think a lot of women have this impression i completely
1: think that i completely think that and especially um the older generations you know when you talk about it they're not as familiar with that and it sounds like taking me time and and things like that and that's not really what it is it does require time it does require attention um but it's just living life on purpose. It's it's changing your thought pattern when we have been trained by default to live life on default. It's like the alarm clock goes off, we get up, we get in the shower, we put our clothes on, we do the thing, the thing, the thing, the thing, and it's like you're just on this conveyor belt not realizing, hey, I can step off of this. I, if I don't want to go there or do this, I don't have to. We think that we have to do all these things and follow these steps. So especially for women, especially for moms, we feel like everything's selfish and (laughs) everything, every, you know, we're constantly worried about, you know, taking time away from our kids or taking time away from important things. And, you know, you've heard it said, I'm sure like you can't pour from an empty cup. And that is true. Yeah. But also, I kind of want to help moms realize that they're changing the future when they're changing themselves. You know, everything we do, our kids emulate and they learn from, and you hear them repeat back. Usually, it's just the bad things we do, like (laughs) the the curse words that slip out. (laughs) Right. But but, um, Really, so often you'll see little little things happen and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, they are listening. They are hearing what I'm saying. and I, I, I don't want my kids to live that life of default. And I don't think any parent who really loves their kids wants them to say like, yeah, let's just get through this thing called life. <laughs> let's just get through it. I want it to be amazing. I want them to feel like they're making an impact, making a difference, using their God given gifts. And that's when I feel like you have that true fulfillment and and listen, one mom doing that for her kids. And if they have kids and they have kids and that's leaving a legacy. That's, that's really important to me that it's not necessarily for me, although it does make me happy. It sure. really is in my mind how important it is to, to change this pattern for my kids. Yeah. It's almost and like if, you're if all mothers did that. That would, that, I mean, that's, that's life-changing. That's changing the world, you know? Yeah,
0: you're really like healing generational trauma in a sense. Yes. <laughs> if you want to, you know, go big. Um,
1: getting stuck in in stuff we don't want to do, you know, it's just, it's, you know, a lot of it and where a lot of it, the shame lies, I think is because it's, it's hard to do something you've never seen. You know, I always say that uh, no one ran and I'm going to get this one It was like the four minute mile. No one ran it. One person did, and then all of a sudden all these other people started mm. to do it. It's so like you have to see it to believe it. Yeah. And it's hard to make changes in your own life and in your own self when you've never seen it done before, where it's really taboo maybe in your community or you know, you've know you never seen it in your family before. But once you make those changes, it, it, it helps everyone else make changes too. It's contagious.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you say that because it's really like – we don't even know the possibility is out there if we don't see it modeled for ourselves yeah right so you had to go and find it in personal development books and other people have found it elsewhere and in other ways um but yeah you really have to kind of expand your horizons and go digging for it in a sense right
1: yeah there's also a whole thing like you know my whole idea of wanting things to be magnificent that i know that's like looking at life through rose colored glasses and, and things aren't always going to be magnificent or wonderful there's hard things in life. And there's things that are going to suck. And there's a, like, there's a whole portion of when you're building and when you're growing and when you're changing, that hurts. There's growing pains. I always call it, um, eating a shit sandwich. Excuse my (laughs) French, excuse my English. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) But it's true. It's like, you have to eat that sandwich. There's certain parts of, of growing and that are going to stink that are not fun. So, you know, that's, that's a whole part of it, but a lot of people think good is good enough Mm. and maybe it is for some people, you know, it's like, they're fine with liking their job. They can get through the day liking their job. Um, And that's, that's excellent. That's great, but it's not good enough for me. And I know that there are people that feel the same way that I feel, but they just don't know the steps to take. And that's where I feel like, come with me. I'll help you. <laughs> I'll help you. You've got the steps. This, I'm so passionate about it. Yeah.
0: Well, I really like that you acknowledge the fact that it's not all butterflies and roses, because I think yeah. a lot of times what we hear from coaches is kind of bordering on toxic positivity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you just do steps X, Y, and Z, like, like your life's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it will get there, but yeah, sure. You still have the ups and downs of life right? Yes. I think that's so important to acknowledge. Well, that's
1: that, that's that variety, right? There's gotta be some, it can't all be wonderful. It's like, we can't all live with perfect weather and have everything fantastic all the time. Um, I, I find myself sometimes having to pull myself back for fear of having that toxic positivity because I'm afraid of giving in to the negativity, because I feel like through my personal development, I have found ways to really cope with those things in my life
0: Mm.
1: where I don't let it get to that super bad level. Um, However, some people are starting in a super bad spot, you know, you have to acknowledge that. And it's, it's completely okay. And it's uh, emotions are there and feelings are there to be felt. And to be experienced, you know, you don't want to just have this one linear way of thinking just as bad as it is to be negative all the time. It's pretty nuts to be positive all the time. I think that the work you do with with personal development helps you be super aware of your thinking and realize when you're starting to spiral and, and fall back into a negative pattern that you have now the skills and strategy to pull yourself out. And say, like, all right, I know when I get like this, I get myself into a little depression. And then I don't see friends for six months. And this is a bad way to go. Feel this. Eat the bowl of ice cream if you need to. and Or whatever it is. And and then here's how to dig yourself out, you know.
0: I love that feelings are meant to be felt. That's so great. Um, I mean, it sounds so obvious, but I think a lot of us don't allow ourselves to feel our feelings because it's uncomfortable. So we kind of stuff them down and then we don't progress. Right. Cause it just kind of stays there. Um, so I think that's, that's so important to say.
1: I really think so much of what we fear is that discomfort. Mm. You know, it's not the, it's not the action. It's like, let's say you were afraid of public speaking, you know, for example, the act of speaking isn't what's difficult. It's the discomfort that's difficult, Yes, you know? So it's not that, you know, obviously you can speak, obviously you can say what's on your mind, but it's that, that discomfort that is like, oh gosh, like I I never want to feel that, but the beauty and the gifts and the rewards lie on the other side of the discomfort or the shit sandwich, (laughs) you know, all of those gifts are on the other side. And that's why, Once you see that and you do that and you face those fears, you it's like becomes addictive. You know, you realize that there's so much on the other side that it's not worth it to hold back anymore.
0: That's beautiful. I love that. It's not worth it to hold back anymore. I would just ask you maybe as well to touch on if this personal development journey has sort of affected your relationship with your kids or your work life balance or anything that might help moms who are maybe in the same position and they feel a little bit of shame about working for themselves? If you might have any advice for, for us. Sure.
1: I think um, personal development work has led me like on a completely different path of where I was before. And it's it's changed our family f- for sure. One thing that it's changed um, is it, it's led us to foster care. Actually, we, we've taken on foster care, we're a licensed foster family. So in addition to my four kids, every once in a while, I have a fifth kid. (laughs) Um, but really where that has come from is my, the work that I've done with gratitude. Um, gratitude is such a huge portion of my personal development. I realized that like it can really turn around any, pretty much anything that you're going through. If you, if you look at it through the lens of gratitude, it can really change for you. And the most benefit I get with gratitude is what I like to call gratitude in action. And it's kind of recognizing where you've been blessed or where there's something really, really awesome in your life and to pay it forward. And so I felt like, our, I w- was raised in a really strong family. I've been always been blessed in that sense where that has been my foundation. I have, you know, beyond like the normal fighting siblings and all that silly stuff sometimes, for the there's been no trauma in my life from my family. My and, and I'm hoping I am not creating any of my own house (laughs) like we shall see because I'm sure like everyone's kids end up in therapy at some point (laughs) and blame mom for something so um but I feel like because of that foundation I had growing up I felt like that was um I stepped into parenting in it with with that foundation already there um and I felt like that was that's a strong p- point in my life is family, and to pay that forward is to give that help, give that to someone that doesn't have it or needs help for a period of time. So that's why we do foster care. So it's definitely affected my family in a super positive way. As the foster care is extremely difficult emotionally. There's ups and downs, and and you fall in love with these kids and then they go back to maybe not such a great situation Mm -hmm. or they move on to another family. Cause um, you know, that wants to adopt them, which is beautiful. Um, But it's hard, you know, it's hard. We miss them. We're sad. It's like, you know, uh, you worry about them. You never stop loving them. So it's, that is a challenge, but I feel like that has grown the love in our home and, and, with all of that, it's drawn us closer together and we have that bond now. And they they understand that not everyone has it so great, which is another thing that I really wanted my kids to see. Yeah. But this is all all brought on by my personal development journey. Like I it just would never have happened if I never got here emotionally and mentally in this place. Um and I think that it, you know, there's other benefits and other things that it's done. You know, I think my kids get to watch a really solid marriage, which is a, which is a cool thing. Um, we've always been good. You know, we've always been okay. Good. You know, through the years we we've been married almost 13 years. Wait, is it 13? It's thir- We are married 13 years, almost four days. Jeez. Um, and we dated in high school. We've been together okay. a long time. So you better believe there's ups and downs there through the years, of course, but we've never been better. And I, And I, I'm not going to take full credit for that. That's, that's ridiculous. He would kill me if he heard me say that. But I do think that I would, anything negative that was going on before personal development was, I was a massive contributor to that, you know, crabbiness and nagging and, um, you know, worrying about silly things. And and I think that once you get really solid in who you are and, and what you value and you share that share those values. And, and I've all, he's also been a, a really big proponent of, um, or a supporter of my, of my change and, and all the things I've done. He's been extremely supportive. So that helps also. Um, but I think it's, it's been such a great thing. Cause I, I think that, um, when you are good, you bring good, around you it's just like when you're bad like when you when you wake up and you're in a bad mood it's like the whole house is affected by that sure but when you sure. wake up and you've done some meditation and you've done a little journaling and you've gotten your head on straight and by the time all the little creatures start waking up around you you've already you know gotten your head on straight that you know it can't help but but set the tone of good now I do have bad days just like anyone else. I could be a screaming lunatic sometimes, but for the most part, it's, it's pretty good, you know? So I think that personal development is definitely, or has definitely just benefited my family so much.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it. I'm curious to know what kind of things do you do with your clients to sort of help them through? Is it uh, individual coaching, group coaching, do you have them do journaling exercises?
1: Oh, all of the above. Okay. So um I've had workshops and and little classes. Um, I did the Mindset Mama which was really popular uh, where I took people through a 6 week series of um mini workshops once a week where they learned about a topic things that affected mindset for specifically for moms and then they had some work that they had to work on um you know to uh, had to do with what we talked about in the workshop um I also did one called Confident and Cool that was for moms who wanted to feel confident and cool again. <laughs> I love the
0: names. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, and I also do one-on-one coaching. Um, right now I do a lot with um, just people who are have a big goal. And I have a system called Dream, Decide, Dedicate, Do, where I lead them through these four main pillars to kind of take them from idea and dream um, see what's, what's getting in their way of, of, of stepping into that, um, making that committed decision and what's all involved in that to really make that transformation, um, and then how to dedicate and plan and then actually do, and then reevaluate, see what's working, see what's not working. So that, that's really what I do with my one-on-one coaching. And, um, yeah, it's been great. I'm really, really enjoying it. And, getting a lot of great feedback. And I also, like I said before, I've about a month ago, I started a podcast of my own. And that's been a lot of fun because, um, you know, just like this, interviewing people and, and hearing their stories is just, it's my favorite. It's so fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Isn't <laughs> right? it? I love it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Great. And there's so many great takeaways from this conversation already. But just to sort of wrap up here, is there one sort of Tip that you'd leave us with, maybe uh, for busy moms feeling overwhelmed.
1: Sure. Um, well, for busy moms feeling overwhelmed, let's just start there. I think um, the very most important thing to do is to to be aware of your thoughts and to take the time to actually pinpoint what it is that's overwhelming you, because when you can pinpoint that one thing, or maybe handful of things, you can tackle them one by one, where if you just feel overwhelmed and you're walking around and existing in an overwhelmed state all the time, that's pure misery. But what really might be happening is let's say you have a deadline at work and your boss is riding you and you feel super anxious about that. um, Then you can, and you realize, all right, that's actually what's overwhelming me. Let's, let's tackle that. Or it's like, I've got this to do with the PTA and I got this to do with my kid's little league team and this and this and this. And you then you can say, all right, you know what? I have too many things on my plate. I've got to eliminate this, eliminate that, eliminate this, eliminate that, or focus, put my focus here, here, here. But instead of, and I've done it myself, so many times, especially when you have a whole bunch of kids, it's like everybody's schedules and all the things. It's very overwhelming. So, um, taking that time to be like, to pump the brakes and figure out where this feeling, what's triggering that feeling the most and dealing specifically with that. Another thing that I would suggest is, and I've, I've done this myself in, in any area that you are finding a, a ton of issues with. You know, let's say it's health and nutrition or um, you know, a fear just based on something, or you have a big goal or whatever it is, to seek out help, seek out the coaching. There are coaches out there for everything. And yeah. <laughs> really, it's fantastic. It's, you know, if you if you want to get better in something, you practice. And you and you learn strategies to get better, just like you would tell your kid if they want to become a pitcher of their baseball team, you got to practice pitching, you want to get better at reading, you got to read more. So you you've got to practice and you have to know what to practice and So seek out coaching if you need it, then do it because, and there's no shame and it's not ridiculous. This is a thing now, (laughs) you know, it's like, you think, oh, a life coach, roll your eyes like, oh, you're a coach. Okay. What does that mean? It's like, well, I've been there, done that, figured out a way to do it. Just like your baseball coach might have been there, done that, figured out a way to do it. So there's, you know, seek out the help you need.
0: Yeah, totally. And that's so important. And just because you're not coaching baseball doesn't mean that what you're coaching people on isn't also important in life. And doesn't, in fact, color their whole reality, right? Like you said, from when you wake up in the morning, uh, deciding it's going to be a good day or not. Yeah, totally.
1: Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, Mary Beth, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Can you let our listeners know where they can find you maybe on the interwebs?
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, You can find me on Instagram. My handle is at if she can, you can. And there's a period in between each word. That's where I spend the most time. And you can DM me there. I also have a website. It's uh, marybethhenry.com. And there's a dash in between all my names. I'm the girl with three first names, (laughs) Mary Beth Henry. (laughs) Um, So um, you can find me there. And that talks about my coaching and stuff I've got going on. And, um, there's links to join, um, my newsletter and, um, follow along and hear about my podcast. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So everybody go and listen to Mary Beth's podcast. I'm going to go and do the same. If she can, you can. (laughs) If she she can, you can. It's a good uh, note to end on. Well, thanks so much, Mary Beth. And, um, we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: This episode is brought to you by Emerge and Shine Academy. Put yourself out there, move past the fear of public speaking, and have fun doing it. Our monthly membership is three sessions a month and a supportive community of women. Don't dim your light, embrace your shine. Learn more on Instagram at Emerge and Shine or on Facebook, Emerge and Shine. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Say Your Peace.